0: Three, two, one, go. go. Hi.
1: Hi, how are you? Hi, Ava. <laughs> hey, Caitlin. Hi, Nelly. Hi. I was going to be like,
2: there's a surprise person. I know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so wait. excited, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we have a guest today, as you can hear, Nelly. We I'm just going to introduce Nelly today.
1: We have an iconic guest on our podcast today. <laughs> oh, stop it,
2: yeah. stop it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful niece, Nelly, Nelly Otieno, B-A-B-S-M-H-A-M-P-H, uh, a bad boss in multiple ways. <laughs> um, yeah, so Nelly is my niece, my direct line niece, not just like... Nellie is my 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 most complicated and attention seeking of all of my nieces. I <laughs> it's am. knows on, on my Instagram. You know I, I have am. many other baby nieces but Nellie's my main focus niece. <laughs> I am I require <laughs> for a lot of my, of my, my life. <laughs> uh yeah, so Nellie's a public health professional who's been in the industry for over like 10 years. She's has a background in issues including a lot of issues she's super passionate about including hiv and aids stis and she keeps us educated on all those Uh, but Mm -hmm. other than her public health career she's also super interested in health equity that disproportionately affect black women and she's also a super devoted crisis counselor for survivors of sexual assault in the united states i did not say this Nellie's on this call from houston (laughs) texas um, and she's done super, just super dope work, both around like public health and counseling, but aside from being a bad boss, am I allowed to cast this <laughs> early in the episode? Are you seeing me trying to edit yes. myself?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Nelly's a bad bitch. You can you see, and as part of her bad bitch bossness, she also like travels and enjoys adventure and learning new languages. Super, super, super focused and passionate about her family and her role in her family and a blessing to all of us who are her relatives oh. uh, so you'll see her creating memories with people she loves and I think our main connection melding other than being a bad bitch and the fact that we like to talk about many things together is that You're someone I love very much, and I wanted to share this platform that I have with Caitlin with you because you have a lot of great insights to share, and I thought we'd have a great conversation.
2: So, welcome, Nelly. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Why do you want me to cry this early in the morning in Texas? (laughs) That made me sound much, made me sound much more interesting than I am. But I'm so so excited to be here. Thank you guys, Caitlin. I've I've been Mm -hmm. waiting for this, so I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. We have been too. We just had to get through our technical difficulties of like figuring out how to have a guest on here. But you were you were at the top of our list, Nelly. So literally at the top
1: of our list, and also something for like Nelly. Caitlin and I had been talking about starting a podcast for years like with oh, for like wow. five years I feel like mm-hmm. it started in 2017 but Nelly I feel like we also would talk about being guests on each other's invisible podcast from like <laughs> pretty much then <laughs> seriously for <So> years. <laughs> <So>, <laughs> do you remember because I, I, I feel like I remember I think it was like 2017 and I was like oh my gosh I think I'm going to start but pod- and you were just like I can't wait to be. <laughs> Literally, I like, 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 I can't even when it was an invisible podcast, Nelly was already a guest, <laughs> <laughs> guest on the invisible podcast. That took like six years. To be like,
2: years okay. later, six we
0: years
2: later, it Oh, I love oh it! Gosh. It's come to fruition. We've been talking about this for years. Yes, imaginary years, podcast. Years. Yes, and we're here. I love it.
0: I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Nelly, I feel like you have a lot of cool things to to say in a very a rich life. Um so I know there's there's like a couple topics I know we like wanted to get into today, but first like how I mean, you have this like incredible career and things that you're doing. How I'm like curious how you how you kind of navigated like how you navigated that, how you decided that's kind of the direction you wanted to go and kind of what your what does your day-to-day look like?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. So I always say, like, I'm one of those people who was fortunate enough to know what I wanted to do early on. So I actually went, my undergrad degree is in history and black studies. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that because it's a complete shift yeah. <laughs> from what I do. <laughs> right. And so when it kind I kind of makes sense, it does. It makes sense. So when I graduated, I just knew I wanted to go to law school. That was the trajectory, mm-hmm. right? Nerds. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alignment. I knew I was going to law school. I graduated and I was like, this is absolutely not what I want to do. And I just stumbled into public health, but it was public health. I was already doing that in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been really passionate about certain some of these topics and provided, like, um. Education to just my peers. Like, I would just casually have conversations about like STIs. <laughs> we're like, it's so important. It's yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. Just casually, like, guys, don't forget to get tested regularly. And we're like, we're in college. Like, literally, no one cared at that time. And so I got into it really early on. And it's just, it's such an, it's everything to me. So, when people are like, "Oh, what's, you know, what what's your day-to-day like?" It doesn't really feel like a day-to-day because it's just who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these things that I do is just it's just a part of who I am. Um, so HIV, STDs and STI specifically, infectious diseases are my, um is my background. And so I've done a lot of work in that even before I actually got a master's in public health. Um I was doing <laughs> How? this like
1: you were just passionate about health in general, but how come that sector specifically? How- so,
2: that sector specifically, because I actually got a mentor literally right out of undergrad. And he asked me to come and work in his nonprofit. And the work we were doing was helping people living with HIV in DC. So, that was my introduction into mm-hmm. HIV. And I was like, wow. I had no idea how interested I am in this, but HIV is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, not just because of where I'm from, but I have, it's, it's a very personal topic for me. Mm-hmm. And so I got into it and he taught me everything I needed to know about public health before I even got into public health. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was interesting because my older sister actually worked For him, and so he he called her up, offering her a job, and she was like, "No, she's like, I'm a nurse now, but I have a sister who just graduated from college, and she doesn't have a job, so (laughs) she can't come Mm -hmm. and work." Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yes, so that's how I got into public health. Putting
1: your own, putting your own,
2: putting your own. And it's interesting because I tell people I have actually never interviewed for a job. So since then, oh my gosh, it's super interesting. Since then,
1: that's like a super power and blessing Mm -hmm. it's a
2: blessing I don't Mm -hmm. take it lightly when I came in there every every job every career path I've had since then has been because of that initial door so I've been recruited like hey you know we've seen the work you're doing do you want to transition into government I I have never interviewed for a job so it's a blessing You both
1: work for the government guys Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. These are
1: solid American mm-hmm. citizens we have on this call, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they passed the background check. I can I
0: can't. <laughs> I feel like most of the time I'm working against the government. Like, oh my god, both I of y'all. Oh.
1: It's a <laughs> tough nontagscdc.gov, non mm-hmm. tag.
2: It's tough mm-hmm. because government it I've I've been in government work for close to a decade now, but my the the impact of my work I think I would see mm-hmm. if I got back into nonprofit work. But then it's the balance mm-hmm. between stability, financial I don't know if I can Mm. go back to the living paycheck to paycheck, which is the unfortunate thing about nonprofit work. But Mm
0: -hmm. you're so like dependent on grant money coming in and how long, you know, then you have to kind of cater programs specifically to, you know. I just And
1: then I feel like sometimes the ethics of earning a ton from that space, if you're the kind of person who's comfortable with it, it's also a little bit tricky.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
0: tricky. It's tricky.
1: So, so how did yeah. you go
0: from from D.C. and then to Houston now? Oh, so that's <laughs>
1: Slash before D.C. How? Where, how who yeah, are you, like, Nellie? I,
0: know. Oh, I mean, I Nellie's
2: life
1: and movement is Loki really interesting. The movements,
2: <laughs> I when I think about it, I'm like I've lived in. By the time I was twelve, I'd lived on three different continents, and then after oh that, gosh. I've lived in about <laughs> I've lived in about seven or eight states. So, wow. yeah, I came to Houston, really interesting. I was actually um, activated to respond to COVID, to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I came here to do that very early. It was February um, of the pandemic. And initially, I was only supposed to be here for six weeks because we didn't know what the pandemic was <laughs> going to Humans do. are so yeah. cocky. We will solve this in six weeks. Yes.
1: <laughs> With no yes. context.
2: Right. And at that time, Mm -hmm. so I'm an epidemiologist. um, And so obviously, we needed all hands on deck. So most of us in the field were activated to respond to this in different cities. Houston Mm -hmm. just happened to be the one I was activated in, which is where my family is. So it was a six week contract. (sighs) And it's now been three years. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. As in everything I own is in storage, is in a storage unit. <laughs>
0: still, three still years later, still, no <laughs> still
2: everything. I'm always going into my storage unit. Like those Instagram pictures that you see, like they came from my storage unit. I got that dress from my storage <gasps> unit. That's why you look like you're buying new clothes every like two I'm not, weeks. You I'm not up like shopping things. in my
0: own closet that's storage sho- somewhere else. I'm <laughs>
2: shopping from my own storage unit. That's like a 20-minute <laughs> drive from my house.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that is so hectic.
2: Everything I'm still I in the owned, pandemic. I'm still in the pandemic mode, so I'm actually excited to transition out of that this year. But it's been three years, so that's how I ended up in mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: Yeah. That is.
1: Good.
2: I love That's it. Cool. Yeah.
1: So, do you think? Okay, I mean, your career in epidemiology and like crisis counseling—is that kind of the space that you see yourself playing longer term when you look ahead? Or
2: yes, what are,
1: what's your vibe check in your career space? My vibe forward?
2: check right now. So because I'm working two full-time careers that are unrelated but related at the same time i don't know when i sleep when you Um, say you're working two full-time
1: careers are you saying you're working 80 hour weeks
2: i am we'll talk about work-life balance another day i know i know don't bring (laughs) up the guest for work life balance (laughs) don't bring up work life balance because there is none (sighs) what does that mean you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be balancing life and work you're just supposed to be living right I do. I work about, I work really, really long hours. The thing is, I actually love what I do, both of them. So I've I've never Mm -hmm. been able to pick. How do I pick? I love crisis counseling. Um, Sexual assault is a really, really, really um, big issue in the military. I mean, it's a big issue just in general, right? But Mm -hmm. in the military, it's an even bigger issue because of military culture and how we handle sexual assault. And so mm. I've been doing it for about six years. This is my seventh anniversary, actually, November. And I just, I can't see myself not doing that. Did you have mm-hmm. to be trained to do that? You do. You have to go through extensive training, certifications, um, and the DOD, obviously, Department of Defense. I'm sorry, I'm just using <laughs> random acronyms. The Department of Defense is very, um, takes that very seriously. So we go through certification every six months. And, oh. yeah, it's a big deal. And so.
1: Are they trying to do anything to change the source of the issue
2: or? Yeah, anyway, I guess. Yeah, that's what we'll get into much. They so, the way we respond to sexual assault in the military has drastically improved over the last decade. But we're still light years away from where we need to be. And hmm. most survivors don't report because of that reason. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised. Sexual assault in the military actually disproportionately affects men as well. That's something that you don't... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely made assumptions even in this few minutes of the conversation. mm -hmm. Right? That it's, Mm -hmm. you know, a a women-led issue. But in the military, it affects men so much more than is ever... Very underreported. Very. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, Wow. yeah.
0: It's really interesting, Nelly, because I... Where I live, there's a there's a military base and I being, like, in, like, public defense. It's yeah. interesting because so many things that come up, like, when it's military-affiliated, like, it's not going through the judicial system of the state. It's all, wow. like, internally, mm. hand, which is something I didn't realize. I mean, you How always hear kind allowed? of that. I, like, that's
1: not only in America. I think that's in, like, literally most of the global military I system. Why so. is that?
0: And it's it is really intense. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Military culture is literally a whole other world in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Something can happen
2: in the military and you'll literally never hear about it anywhere
0: else. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, it's so interesting because like I see like my clients, like their mugshots are everywhere and they, you know, they go through the court system very publicly. And then you kind of hear this like very almost like hush hush, let's handle this. So outsiders don't have to know you know I, I mean which is like a whole different like world to me so I I'm curious how much that plays into like is the military like seeking to like not show that this is a big issue or is it that they just want everything to be handled internally to not, you know, deter people from becoming part of it? Like, do you think it's like a combination of everything or? And that's exactly what it is, because, I mean, we have our own
2: military police. We have our own military mm-hmm. judicial system, your own military <laughs> health care system. There isn't anything you, you need. If you're in the military, you don't have there mm-hmm. isn't there aren't any civilian resources you need to access. And yeah. so. What happens is most survivors prefer to report through civilian channels so that they, Mm. one, don't face retaliation in any form or two, Mm. so that they're like this doesn't impact um, their work at all, because that's a really big issue. But the problem is on the civilian side, if you report and it somehow gets back to the military, then that's the end of that. Mm. (laughs)
0: Oh. yeah because like i've had cases where clients like they're they're in the military and it's like i start out on the case and then suddenly it's like oh no military's yes. gonna handle it you know yes. and i'm like where'd you go who's taking <laughs> care of be like what you know no one's gonna check up
2: on that no, person again that's that. no. the end of their just, story no yeah. and we have a they run wow. a very tight ship from beginning to mm-hmm. end the military's just not once the military is aware That's it. Like, it's not going to go through any civilian channels.
1: That's so scary. Uh, But, you know, protect and preserve the liberty, I guess, requires. Yeah. And it's like, I think
0: so concerning, too, that like you say, like how many like men are affected. And I just like wonder, you know, because the military is so like very like male toughness like you can you know that it's like Mm -hmm. and then not only that but handled internally when it's like disproportionately affecting like men yeah it's it's like that's really scary you know
2: it's it's really scary because think about it this mm -hmm. is a place where men are supposed to be at peak masculinity right Mm -hmm. not to even i'm not making light of that at all but this is a place where you're supposed to exhibit that strength all of those masculine traits that society um loves and so mm. why would you come forward and report sexual assault because that goes against everything that you're supposed to be yeah. right yeah. this is an issue just and then in can you imagine inside. those are
1: the same traumatized people who are then being put back at that pressure cooker that has
2: like very violent outlets absolutely do you see why PTSD mm-hmm. is an issue oh in the gosh. military yeah. mental yeah. health yeah. arena in the military is a whole conversation and it's a dissertation topic honestly mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm. Absolutely.
2: Is
1: that what your PhD
2: is on Nelly?
1: No. Oh, Nelly! Did I forgot to say no, Nelly we can skip that. was we kicked can skip. off out of the government stole her from her PhD program to go save Houston. I forgot. That. Why? That's how you ended I up did. leaving DC. That's how I ended up
2: leaving DC, and
1: so now. We're, and you deferred for as much as you could defer until they were like you. You better be joking. I think Colombia is over it. So you yeah, might have to start afresh.
2: I will have to start afresh. That's what it was. When you work for the government, mm. you do what they tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> they're oh like,
1: my That's goodness. cute. More education. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: They're like, what's that? That's cute. No, you're going here to handle this. And so now take, that, care take care of business. So now that my contracts are over, that is what I will be going back to. So I'm excited about, about that journey again. Are you planning to move back to DC? You know, I I'm I'm having quite figured that out. I have not figured it out because DC makes sense. It's the it's the home of everything I do, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But post pandemic, where we're all doing what we love from anywhere in the world. You know, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes, but I will have to be Mm. in DC for some time. Yes. Cool. Yeah.
1: So I wanted to ask, with your eighty-hour (laughs) workday and like a family that you're super doting on the rest of the time, yes, yeah. What does how? What's your free time looking like? Are you getting any time for some good good love? And are you dating at all? Let's jump right in, right in, right? <laughs> you lived in D.C. 11 years. I don't know what that means. I feel like it means a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> it means a
2: lot, right? Let's jump. Yeah. Let's let's put me on the spot. That's why I'm here. No. <laughs> I honestly am not dating. I'm not dating. And that is something that really scares the people who love and care about me because they're like, what are you doing? You don't have any kids. <laughs> You don't have any kids. Like, why am I not dating? I don't know why I'm not dating. I really have no answer to that. Where where are you guys meeting men? Where do people meet people? This, this is right. the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, this, is a, this, is,
2: this is not where those experts exist. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... I've done online da- so I when I say I've done online dating I've downloaded the app and had it for like 8 hours and I'm so creeped out by them and then I just get off the app. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want someone to create an app for people like me Who want to do the least amount of work possible to meet people Oh my god Please yes. I, <laughs> like I Just like dial a delivery Someone just drops Please. at your doors. Like I mean, an like- Uber service Some type of Uber service It's like okay these are your selections This is what we've narrowed down We're going to have them all come And then you'll decide who you want to date I don't yeah. I'm not dating I'm not dating I, I should be though
0: I mean, working 80-hour weeks, I don't know how you'd have the time to do anything other <laughs> than, like, crash when you go home. So, I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> More power to you for even having the thought. <laughs> that, you I know. know. Okay, so I do have a very
2: active social life, right? And so I meet people that mm-hmm. way. I will say that. Do you sleep?
1: But anyway, uh-huh. We'll
2: talk about sleep on another day, because I... Another <laughs> that's another episode. That's another episode. like, there's no
0: way. <laughs> that's
2: another episode. I do... Me- okay, Here's you were talking about dating in D.C. The interesting thing about living in Texas. This is a very I mean, it's the South, right? I'll meet people who have been married. They're my age. They've been married for 15 years. And I'm like, 15 years ago, I couldn't even decide. I I can't even decide what I want to eat for dinner half the time. Like, how are you guys married with like, like balancing this very what seems to be an adult life? I just feel like marriage yeah. and kid, it just seems very adult in that way. it's literally like if you've if you have like a couple of kids
1: and like a, a husband or you've got there's what else are you doing
2: after that? I, I guess know. it's just raising these kids forever <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I love I love mm-hmm. how you reduce it to like a life of boredom. like
1: boredom. do you know i think that is I took a test though that is something about the <laughs> it is it's not that I think. But then these marriages that I look at and I'm like, that's really solid. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the way it plays out in my head when I picture myself in it, mm-hmm. though, it's just like, and then what? Like that's no, always been, so and since, since I started considering marriage in my yeah. early 20s, then I'm just like, if I do this now and then I have the cute little house and the picket fence and the and yeah. then.
2: And then what, what after that? Well, I, I wait to die. I don't know. What's but, what then? Uh, I don't know. I guess you enjoy Uh, life with that person. Like everything you're doing before you get married, do you just do that now as, you know, in a partnership? I feel like that's what it feels like to me now. Now, the way it's settling in my head, it just feels
1: like an alteration of how you're navigating, but it should be the same thing. Yeah, I think it's because of the modeling that I'd seen. It felt like there has to be this version of life that is completely separate from the one that you had before yeah from what it looked like yeah As a woman i need to lose a lot of what it is that my life involved and my life now becomes being the center of this unit and i was just and that doesn't work for me yeah maybe it would but it just sounds really scary when i think about it in my head
0: and I think like now so much more. It's because I always yeah. had those assumptions too, like oh, people get married or long term partnered and their life just ends, which is so not, you know, like so not the thing. No. But it's it's like it's definitely something that I always had in my head too, like growing up, like this is when your life ends. Yeah. And now it's like oh no, it should like actually only enrich your life, like if you're it should expand you know it. if if people want that, like if or even like a long term partnership, not necessarily like marriage, it should. Like expand, not shrink you, but I totally get it. Yeah, and I think I
2: definitely think this generation, this generation, like young, I would -hmm. even millennials, and then you know Gen Z, just they definitely write their own rules, (laughs) and I love that for them. They don't care about anything. (laughs) They
0: don't. (laughs) They
2: don't care about anything. I do think that millennials have done a pretty decent job of redefining what partnership looks like, whether it's marriage or just long-term partnership, I think a lot more people are making decisions that are in alignment with who they were before they got with their person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're yeah. seeing the shift in either a lot more people deciding not to get married or not to have children, um, but then that's a decision they're solid in and making versus the societal pressure or f- pressure from family. Mm-hmm. So I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying this. I'm enjoying this this redefining of partnership. Yes, of life mm-hmm. partnership. Yes, the fact of life that partnership. The ver- there's more normal, more frequent versions
1: of what a life partner looks like, and it's not necessarily within the context of marriage. Yes. And so that being an option mm-hmm. right? it's like, you know, of course we're all drawn to the idea of like companionship and like a solid person to like build life with, but like, right. it's
2: the rest mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to just figure out what works for you. I you guess. have to yeah. figure out what works for you, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: So what, mm-hmm. so if you are dating, who would you be trying to date right now?
2: Uh so okay, that's the thing. Th- what I look for in a partnership has changed so much as I, you know, experience life differently. I get older. There was a time where literally like if it would just be like, Oh, if this person loves me, let's let's make this a thing. And now <laughs> I'm just like, love is literally a few notches down on my list, not all, <laughs> not all the way down, but it's definitely not at the not top. Love
1: at the bottom. It's
2: not at the bottom, <laughs> but it's it's definitely not the top. And I know that that's a controversial take for some people, but I just don't believe that partnership for me would be guided by the fact that someone loves me. What what does that mean? Love is fleeting. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah.
0: I always I always think like is more important than love um but what is like so what is like the future like are you are you like what's your ideal partnership yeah or like what what life like what future like what life are you trying to lead into I mean you sound it sounds like you have a pretty awesome life right now is there like something you're like you're aspiring to or moving toward in terms of like fulfillment stability like anything like that Yeah. So I think one of the things that really
2: has really been speaking to me lately is this whole idea of parenting. Um, Mm. And I don't know if we can maybe get a little bit into that. But I have. Yeah. yeah, So I've always have being a mother has just always been something that I knew my life would progress. It would be just the next step in life. Right like you mm-hmm. have this thing especially coming from like a traditional african household like people got married and had kids and then they just lived right so at this age i never imagined that i wouldn't that i would not be a mother at you 37 your i am i'm 37 i okay. just turned 37 and I am now in a position where I'm like, okay, well, do I actually really want to be a mother or was this just the next step in adulthood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mom, mom, if you're listening to this, do not have a panic attack. <laughs> oh, <gosh.
1: laughs> <laughs> out your, your laundry. Right? Man, send it right to the family Send WhatsApp it
2: right group. to the family <clears throat> WhatsApp group because, you know, this <laughs> is something... <somebody. laughs> this is something that we're really serious about. Like, and so I was telling my mom that the other day, I was like, mom, you have grandkids from all your kids. Like, is it really a big deal if I don't end up having children? (laughs) Those are the real questions I need to raise over family dinner. (laughs) Bring that to Friday dinner, Abba. Ask those questions. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was already like looked at sideways for showing up today in my pajamas. Now I'm doing uh, my pajamas and say, but look at all these grandchildren.
2: I know. <laughs> you already mm. showed up in pajamas and you're like, I'm not having kids. No, it's a really, Honestly. it's a topic that's really sensitive for a lot of people other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you guys experienced mm-hmm. that? Like any, any time you bring up just, um, I have an, another aunt, Abby, she might be on here down the line. She's very clear on yes, her stance on motherhood. On she is yes, she's extremely clear on her sense of motherhood and I love that she arrived at that decision early on because I didn't. And so because of that then it brings up the topic of fertility. Like what are my fertility mm-hmm. options as a 30-something year old woman because this is not this is something that we don't talk about enough within our circles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So had I, you know, thought this or if I had if I'd been having these conversations or even if my healthcare providers had told me I would have frozen my eggs in my twenties. Do you think mm-hmm. you would have what information would have guided you
1: to make that kind of decision?
2: So for one In your twenties
1: you'd yeah. have also presumed you'd probably be having kids in your I was,
2: I I would, I Mm. definitely was. Um, And I went through a period of time. I don't know if you remember this. When I was around 26, 27, I was obsessed with becoming a mother. So much so that I was like, mom and dad, I'm going to do this, whether I have a partner. (laughs) And they were like, relax. This is why you shouldn't have children. (laughs) (laughs) I came home one Thanksgiving and I sat my family down and I was like, guys, next year, I'm going to start the process of having a child. And they were like... Are you, are you, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh and what I actually needed was a new car. I ended up getting a new car. That was the issue. Oh like my I needed. <laughs> God, <that's me. laughs> I didn't need a baby. I
0: just needed a, a new baby, car. A baby, a car, like same difference, right? It's yes. the same thing. It's the
2: same thing, right? <laughs> and of course, they have the same initial car. Literally, the you know. same thing. <laughs> Ten years down
1: the line, it, it's not mm-hmm. that, that
0: one is gonna be free and
2: everything. Oh yes, right. But yes, in my twenties, one, I would not. The, the biggest, the biggest, um, piece of fertility for me is the cost and the accessibility, especially for, yeah. black, wo- especially for mm-hmm. black women, especially for black women, especially. So if I if I had this mm-hmm. information early on, I would have better prepared for what I'm doing now. So I'm in the process mm-hmm. now of doing that. Um. Oh, like, are you are you planning to freeze your eggs? I am. I just started the wow. process. I did. I just started the process. I just met with a fertility specialist. So apparently, this is something else I didn't know. It's a very extensive process. And your doctor, like, there's so many steps before you actually get to a fertility specialist, at least if you go the route of going through your health insurance. Um, and then I also found mm-hmm. out your health insurance does not cover most of this, at least my I was going to be like, your health insurance <laughs> no. covers freezing and it's eggs for really all expensive. of my friends who I heard it's, it's super expensive and no one covers super it. super expensive, yeah. super expensive. So I just met with, I just had my second appointment with my fertility specialist and we went through an extensive list of questions. And the, the first question that she asked me was, are you okay being a single mother by choice? And I lost it. Like, in a way, I just wasn't mentally prepared for these questions. Like, I just thought like, oh yeah, I'm gonna freeze my eggs, it's gonna just be a cute I'll little backup think about situation, it later.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, freeze
1: them now, think about mean. it later. I'd freeze them under like 48, be like, wait a minute, I have feed us up <laughs> in like Cape Town.
2: <laughs> right? You're like, wait a minute, I had some eggs that Whose I did. Who's that? <laughs> It's re- it's really it's a mind blowing experience because I have never asked myself that like, I mean, besides when I was in my 20s, but like just the idea of being a single mother by choice um, for many reasons, but specifically just the stigma surrounding motherhood and black women in general, like this whole conversation Mm. about being a baby mama or like anything like this, being a single mother by choice is just, is cute when you're in a different um, economic level. Mm. For everyone else, Mm. you're you're just a baby mama or you're Mm -hmm. just, you know, a single mom. But Mm. yeah, so now when you reach a certain income level, it's like, oh, single mother by choice. I'm like, girl... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I don't, don't
1: single mother by choice no yeah. I
2: don't single mother by choice me but it was like the internal the internal meaning behind mm-hmm. that yeah. not even just like the actual um, being a single mother by choice but what how will society perceive me how will my family perceive me how will I perceive myself this is not the life I imagined for me mm-hmm. and so we are stuck at that roadblock so, I haven't gone further than that because she wants me to like join some communities of other single mothers by ch- uh, other women who, you know, gone the route of having children alone and just seeing what that looks like.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: And yeah. it's hard, yeah. like, oh, wow.
0: I feel like. That's such like a loaded question too, because it's also like just because I'm not like partnered doesn't mean I'm like mothering alone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the insinuation that like we're hmm. an island and we have right. no other support and community if we don't have a romantic a partner. partner. But isn't that
1: you know? the assumption? Like when you hear the term single father, you you presume there's other additional support.
0: Mm-hmm. But sing-
1: I feel like there's a there is like a social expectation that yeah, like. It's and
0: you and no one else. You on, have no you other connection that ch- in this yeah, world. Yeah, and that ch- it's
1: like the child is lacking right. because there's not an additional person because the assumption is it's just you who's the... The yeah.
2: soul. The, and what's interesting is there are a lot of partnered... Couples where people are parenting alone Listen, in that relationship. Most, yes. But <laughs> <No>, most. like, <laughs> most. <laughs> yeah. Most hetero Most yeah. hetero partnerships. Yes. Eh? Most hetero partnerships. And the burden usually, not always, but it usually falls on the woman. And mm. so, I mean, how different would my life be than what other people are going through? I do have an incredible support system in family and friends. So my child would not be raised on an island. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're right in that, Caitlin. But I I just haven't quite navigated how I feel about parenting, being the sole um, provider for my child in that way without having a partner to do that with Mm -hmm. in whatever that looks like. Even if it was a friend who was like, hey, um, and I do have a, quite quite a good amount of friends who are on the same path, but if we wanted to all get together and be like, hey, we're going to, this commune, Ava, like I know you want to do, mm-hmm. like we're going to come together and raise our children. That's absolutely something that I would consider.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah that's a conversation I was having literally this week again, because I was having communal raising of children (laughs) conversations (laughs) and living together and tilling the lands (laughs) and just running away from society and having our separate parties. But anyway, like, yeah, a friend of mine and I were talking and it was just like, okay, because she was considering potentially like, again, you know, potential consideration of having a child in the vaguest way that I can say. But, It was also like, what would it look like if the two of us, like, you know, what if we came together and we both had children and raised our children together? Yeah. And that was like a genuine, honest and like conversation Mm -hmm. where we were like trying to like match up. What would it look like if I did that next year? If I'm, because I, you know, the way you're saying you've always been like drawn towards motherhood. I've kind of, I used to be really drawn towards it when I was younger and then I've been kind of more and more ambivalent as I'm growing older. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like something that's been very clear to me, let's say in the last Two years. It's just like it's more of. I think I'd be more interested in the idea if there was a communal aspect of. Like I think Mm -hmm. mothering is a beautiful option of a life journey, but I don't know if I see it for myself within the context of how my life is, or if it means that I need to have a husband partner who then I you know like what is the actual form that sounds like it would feel good to me and right. I think the idea of raising a child with a friend sounds really beautiful because, also from like single. Parents and single parent by choice, which is such a... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like the that the weight of... It's almost like the mental weight of being in charge of a human being by yourself for yeah. both the mundane and big decisions is ca- kind of the hardest part of it. So just share it with someone who you trust and love. And what does that look like? If right. it's not just like waiting for this partner, right?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And the the thing is, I am extremely fortunate that my siblings and like friends and family share their children with me mm-hmm. so I I'm so, and you know like of all the hats I wear being an aunt is literally like my number one top two not two. Oh, good listen <laughs> if I do nothing else correct in this life being an aunt is something that I am confident in that I excel in um and so, I love them so Caitlin, much. Caitlyn, she's so good at like,
1: she, she literally like throws her n- nibbling the most extravagant <laughs> birthdays. She also has Aww. these godchildren. So I it's do. not just like the direct nieces and nephews, but like Aww. these other godchildren who like have all these special dates. They get the best presents. They're getting Aww. all of the doting. She goes for like their school graduation, you know, all of the <laughs> tedious things too. <laughs>
2: I do. I I'm that. the person. Thank you. So I'm at school events. My nephew went to college, and I went to his dorm room and I made his bed and and just hung all his clothes <laughs> in his closet. He's he's 18, uh, and I'm like texting him. I was texting him before this podcast. Like, did you eat breakfast? Like, I love oh these my children. Gosh. <laughs> I love them. And actually yesterday I was with my youngest nephew. And this isn't just like my siblings children. This is just like the children in my mm-hmm. in my village, right? So yesterday yeah. I was playing with my little baby nephew. He's one and my mom was with me and she was like, I just love how you how you take care of like the children in your life. And that was such a high compliment for me. And I was like, This honestly fulfills me. Like I would be okay the rest of my life doing this. I would be okay yeah. mothering in this way. Yeah.
0: I think if that's I was a really in a important and I could role. Just
2: be a substitute. Yeah. it's
0: so important. Yeah, mm-hmm. super
2: important. Super important. I
0: mean, f- I think like myself as a child, like the relationships I had with people who weren't my parents, like with adults, and you know, they're they're so special. And like I refer back to like my my connections with those people. Yeah. All the time still, you know? I mean, I think it's... a good neighbor grandma. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... I I just think there's so many, like, we, obviously parents play, like, a huge role in kids' lives. But, like, we, we like, you know, they're, they're like, kind of important, you know. But we really underplay, (laughs) we underplay it as a a society, like, the important role that, like, other adults do. And, like, these intergenerational connections are just, they're so important. They're
2: super important. I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah, I would like how you'll go and, like, play with these like your nieces and nephews and like friends kids you
1: (laughs) those are my favorite people and I feel like I I always just remember those always like those adults who kind of added like adult magic like a glimpse like adult magic when you're a kid and I feel like it really made my spirit sparkle so much like like even though it's like a lot of your memories some of them I don't even because I also moved to like three locations like let's say i don't remember in detail the people between age one and seven yeah i remember their okay i actually even remember their names because there's this guy who i bumped into who was one of the older people in my life like before age seven like some neighborhood uncle like it was like my mom's friend or dad's friend something Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah but I remembered him I literally was like hey James it's Alba he's just like that is literally I've not thought of the, like that is literally the most random mm-hmm. thing and I feel like I still have like that person had vivid memories of like that. be these like days when I have like I, like I don't even know how to explain it but there's like a sparkle of childhood that's very linked to this like it was so obvious to me who he was even though I hadn't seen him in over 30 years or was it 30 yeah. years whatever it was Okay, maybe 28, whatever. It <laughs> like, was just like, no, you're like imprinted in my mind. And I remember all these like uncles, especially ages one to eight, uncles and aunties who uh, they weren't necessarily related to you, but they were just like such a core part of like how you learned what it is you like, which energies yeah. of people you liked around mm-hmm. you. And you know, so. Yeah. And, and it's, it's also our job to do that for people if you're,
2: if you like it
1: and if you have the opportunity to.
2: You should do it. It's also a way to, like, reparent yourself, right? Yes. And I love that.
0: The <laughs> reparenting you you never, never end. ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: my gosh. It, that's a whole topic. It's a beautiful way to reparent yourself and kind of, you know, maybe f- be what you wanted as a child or, you know, have the type of support that you may or may not have had. I know that for me it has been. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love
1: that for sure mm-hmm. what other ways do you parent and take care of yourself as an adult oh reparent, re-parent. And parent,
2: re- oh my goodness so I am really re- I, I actually have learned over the last few years how to treat myself well right mm. this is something that I talk about so much starting with mental health Um, But I think the biggest shift for me, and we've talked about this extensively, has been therapy. Um, And I'm not here to promote therapy for everyone. I know that it does not, it's not a one size fits all. It doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) However, it has worked for me. And um, that's been the biggest way that I've been able to reparent myself is tapping into these things or, or thoughts about myself that somehow you develop from childhood to adulthood that you may not even realize you think you you know you think about yourself in in certain Mm. ways or certain aspects so changing that changing the view the relationship that I have with myself has been the biggest Mm -hmm. one for me being Mm -hmm. kind to myself being tender being patient with myself that's not something that comes easily for me it's Mm -hmm. not especially as Mm -hmm. yeah striving for this perfection (laughs) Mm -hmm. this let's not make this a therapy session but yes it's always a therapy session it's always (laughs) a therapy session yes (laughs) speaking to myself the way that I speak to other people is something that I'm actively working towards every day could you speak on your relationship
1: with self-care oh i love self-care <laughs> i'd just like to say there's literally okay so <laughs> in i know probably there's, there's places that you're you know like what you're saying being patient with yourself is not easy i know you hold yourself to like an impossible standard so there is that part uh, that you're still learning how to like mm-hmm. but i honestly don't know anyone who when you say take care of yourself i don't i don't think i know anyone who like like, princess deserves best.
0: <laughs> oh, good for
1: you, Nelly. Yeah, like, literally <laughs> you, someone who, like, gives yourself the best thing. Like, I, I enjoy seeing, I think it's, it, it's like, soothes my eyes, like, watching what you do for yourself. It's just like, yeah, taking, like, really delicate, soft care of your body, your yeah. spirit, and the, the nice things that you like, and giving them to yourself, and not apologizing, and enjoying mm, them, and no. just, I think, Yeah, and in the broad ways of self-care that comes from both like the gentle, beautiful things that you can give yourself and even like the
2: hard work that you do to make sure Mm -hmm. you're okay. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, Thank you for seeing me in that way. Um, It's actually something Mm -hmm. that people tell me a lot. I'm like, if I can somehow monetize on self-care, I would. (laughs) 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 Pay me to take care of myself. That's what the government should do. I love... All aspects of self care. I like, I live for it. So, I, (laughs) starting from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, I have routines, right? Every single routine that I have is to promote self care.
0: (laughs) So good. Good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Before this podcast, literally, like I lit my candles, I took a long shower, I did my skincare, I journaled this morning, I opened up the windows. Like, I am so big on self care. And then, along with just, you know, everything we talk about, I have maintenance days, which is Thursdays. So. <laughs>
0: raggedy asses need to get maintenance (laughs) I know know, I'm like listening to this okay tell us about your maintenance days oh so (laughs) I love it (laughs) Amazing.
2: thursdays thursday I, guys please don't judge me for the amount of money i spend on myself because i do it's your not, money it's my money joking? right thank you
1: so and there, if anyone else was giving you money to spend you should spend it too i would spend yeah. it too
2: thank you so i have maintenance days thursdays are my maintenance days so i for example so i get my nails done pretty much every Thursday. It That is a bit excessive, but I start with like massages and then I do facials. And then, so I go to a really nice gym. It's expensive, but I love it. So at the gym, I get um, massages. I get stretch, like stretch sessions where they stretch my body. Oh, yes. Cool. <laughs> And then I go and I get body scrubs where like I literally lay on the table and someone will scrub my body front and back. I love that. I love it. I did that I for it. the first time like
1: two weeks ago and I was just like, have I been living? Have, I have you never been living? Lived. Wasn't People it the can, best? You can pay someone to like pump and touch your body and yes. scrub it down. I was yes. just like, what?
2: Yes, I do. And it's so good. So I go to Korean spots specifically for that. I mean, the Korean skincare industry is just top of the line, top, top of the line. So I'll go Mm -hmm. and I'll get like my body scrub, massages, facials, get my hair done, my nails done. Anything that I want to buy myself, I do. I really don't say no, really, to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I don't say no I don't say no I set a budget every month
0: and yeah I yeah (laughs) I love that though because it's like you're also I think with we think of it as, like, like we're splurging, but it's not. Like, you're making a long-term investment into, like, your mental well-being, like, your health, your, you know, physical and mental health. and Your body, yes. I think we, like, justify spending on everything else, but when it's for you or something that makes you feel good, we're like, oh, no, no, that's excessive. Right, like, oh, no, no, it's not.
2: And uh, so another really big thing, which I encourage all, I I would say, I just want all, all Women to do this, and that's just because life. We just carry so many burdens. I, I literally outsource everything that I can outsource. I have a laundry service. They come and pick up my laundry. They go wash and fold and bring it back to me. I have a concierge. My <laughs> guys I wish you could see how I'm cheesing. This is literally my I- face every time <laughs> Nelly's telling me. Them- <laughs> Nellie is I who do. we all aspire to be. <laughs> Pretty much. I do. <laughs> so they're just little things. So, for example, like even dry cleaning. I don't take my clothes. to dry cleaners, they come and pick it up. They drop it off. They pick it up and bring it back to me. Um, What are some of the things that we have housekeepers who come in? I mean, literally just anything that I can think of that I can outsource, I do. There's someone who comes and details my car here at home um just things that would take up your time and mind you i work from home so <laughs> the things the things that would like take up your time doing that reduce your quality of life if you can outsource it because there there aren't any medals for for you working yourself to death. you know there isn't a championship you're mm-hmm. gonna win so do what you mm-hmm. need to do to, to yeah do what you need to do to take care of yourself So in all of those ways that I can, there's someone who comes to do my hair here. I mean, just... I try to make my life as easy as possible, and so that I c- it gives me room to be at school conferences. <laughs>
0: right? Like, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. we'll working so and much. I work hard. I work hard. I work hard. Yeah. I, work a hard. Big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I think like you think of like the effects that your social life has on your well-being. So why are you going to be at home doing laundry or all these things if you can? Outsource them to someone else so you can invest in those things. That exactly. Exact When I was in DC, Abba, you came back. I had a one bedroom
2: apartment that was probably 500 square feet and I had a housekeeper. So <laughs> <laughs> priorities, listen. Some people will spend that money on
1: going out drinking. Exactly, You're gonna spend it on a housekeeper. Yes,
2: I'm gonna spend it on a housekeeper. I'm going to spend it so I valet everywhere I go. I'm not gonna drive around the block for you know however long looking for parking. At least nine minutes. I think I hold on to money a little tighter no
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you hold on to money a little tighter. <laughs> I think I, I know. I'm thinking like time. I know. I'm like I haven't even washed my car in like so many months, <laughs> and you're talking about it, too, and I'm like, oh man, these <laughs> are things I'm aspiring to. I know. Guys, I know. Any I of hit my brothers, a bird, and I get to drive my
1: car. Uh-huh. That's when I learned there's something uh-huh. wrong. Oh, when your brother turn? Ian was like Ava, why are your tires silky smooth? <laughs> <laughs> Where <are> the treads. <laughs>
0: You gotta Are do you the penny it? test. You gotta. Ah, I'm just like, sorry, I can see patterns on
1: it. Is like just because there's some patterns being seen, does not mean you don't need four new tires. But
0: I yeah. love it. I think.
1: I think. I really admire like, you know what? Not being ashamed of the fact that you have access to certain things. You work really hard you reach a very high level in your mm-hmm. career so you have the money to do it first of all and why not use it for that and then even when you're in a 500 square foot apartment like what are the things that are just like really valuable to you i know for me there's also certain things that i'm i i have to pay for additional help for which no matter right. how down bad i am i will yeah mm-hmm. of course cleaning services in kenya is infinitely cheaper than in america yeah even when i was jobless in the pandemic with the like there's just some things that i'm like that is where my money will go because i'm just willing right. to do it because how much it reduces my happiness yes it's not mm-hmm. worth it yeah but i'm always like when i finally have a full-time pa it's over for you bitches because i'm gonna be like on top of life guys i'm yeah. telling dry you cleaning. i literally mm-hmm. have something hanging that i've been planning to like drop <laughs> off for dry cleaning like for three months yeah so <laughs> i just keep adding to it <laughs> And I needed to wear it again. And now I'm just like, will I ever
2: make it? Someone needs to take it. Someone needs to take it. Having a PA would just be so awesome. I've been looking for a virtual assistant for that reason. But yeah, some of those tasks, like anything that someone else can do and you can afford to do it, do it. Mm -hmm. Do it. You deserve that. And then also another thing that you deserve that one other one other small the small touches that that will improve your life romanticizing your life is please do so if it's Mm -hmm. something like having quality sheets to sleep on having quality you know you come into your home and it's such a beautiful space to be in because you've curated this like space where (laughs) everything you need is Mm -hmm. here Small And touches. It's like in
1: alignment with how you wanna yes, feel exactly Caitlyn mm. Nelly's the one who was like, You're a grown ass woman. Why don't you have matching underwear? <laughs> oh yeah <my laughs> And she was like Since you won't do something about <laughs> it
0: <laughs> I will Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> it's just I like love that. that's such a small thing where it's like why why are you not investing in like
0: yeah. yeah, because we like put, you know, but that's something Nellie, Abba and I have talked about this a lot. We love the idea of like romanticizing every part of our life. And even yes. when like you were talking about like, oh, I woke up, I lit my candles, I opened mm-hmm. the window. It's like those little things that you yes. make special every day. I like when I do that, and when I, I mean, I try to, and some days, you know, it just gets lost. But like, it yeah. really does like make every, you know, you find the magic in the smallest things in your life. And it, right. And a lot of those things are free, right? So it's like, free. <laughs> so know. many of them are free. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know we have to drink
2: water. So find like the cutest cup you can think yes. of, you can find and like drink your water from that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like the smallest. Yeah. The smallest things. Something that I
1: definitely want to do. Another ritual that I like, which I did today, because it's Sunday. I water my plants on Sundays. I have like 50 plants, right? Yeah. But I want to get like a really cute, like, You know, a little cute thing with a little spout, like a red one.
2: So that I can be so cute as I'm (laughs) going around watering my plants. I love that for you. And you know, know. plant therapy is a big thing. So you having Mm -hmm. 50 plants, like that's such a good way. That plant therapy is a real like aspect of therapy. So I Mm -hmm. love that you've created your, you know, your home space to include that.
1: For sure. Mm -hmm. One of my major plants I noticed today was drying out. It got a pest attack that I didn't notice in time, and I was really sad. So that's a downside
2: of plant therapy is plant death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but also, Abba, can I just but say that yeah, you have— It does add a lot. It adds. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you have the cutest home. Like, I yes. came into your house— yes like you let's not act like you guys are not doing your thing like you guys are doing your thing. <laughs> I came I came into your home and I instantly felt peace and I mm-hmm. love entering spaces like you were I, I remember when you were even like super detailed about the colors in your home mm-hmm. and like this wall is going to be this color because this is you know how it makes me feel so you've managed to to create that for yourself as well yeah
1: thank you my home is my sanctuary are you seeing the pl- plant wall also behind caitlin over there yeah like, i feel like what yeah. you're saying like this is the place you spend the most time when yes. you're coming back to it like feeling really good in mm-hmm. that space and what is the exact energy that you want right there, you know?
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely
1: yeah what's the difference between self-care and soft life
0: nelly
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. OK, so soft life. I am really actually quite irritated with this soft life movement. And that they <laughs> take up. What a is much a soft, you know the soft life movement? No, tell
0: me. Oh, my I goodness. I might, Caitlin. but I might not know it referred to as that. So. You
1: know it, but you don't know it. it's called the soft life movement.
2: Yeah. OK, so there's this there's this whole movement surrounding soft life. Um, Not soft life as we know it, like some of the things that we've talked about, like taking care of yourself, pampering yourself, all of that. So that's a part of soft life. But there's this whole other aspect where you'll see videos where it's like going out with my man today so I don't have to think about anything. I don't even know. I I don't even I can like leave my brain at home because I'm going out with my man.
1: Oh my God! Is soft life about a man helping you out to live this? What
2: is? Yes, it's right now. Like it's so centered on men, and mm. this whole idea of like it, like all the work that we've done as a society to bring women forward, it just seems like we, <laughs> like it seems like TikTok in the last three years has like slowly dismantled all. The- <laughs> <laughs> All the work that we.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that what the stay-at-home girlfriends are? Oh my, this, the ones for the twenty-one-year-old girls who have like yes, older boyfriends and they're like the stay-at-home girlfriends. And they put
2: sunflowers in vases. Yes.
1: I'm like, I I could use some rest too, but this looks risky, girl. The power dynamics are not giving what you think it's they're not giving. Right giving now.
2: Or like the passenger oh. princess, like that. So, okay, first of all, no one wants to work. If we can all live extremely lavish lifestyles and never have to work a day again, I'm sure a good amount of us would be like, give me all the mm-hmm. money and just I let do me do want what I to want. Work.
1: Honestly, Nelly, if I find a way out, you're going to see me on TikTok. But go ahead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so right. So I love nobody that phrase. No one wants to work. As Kim Kardashian, as said. Kim Kardashian said, nobody <laughs> has any work at the <laughs> So if we could all choose this we would. What I don't like, so like for example, I saw a video where a woman was like Um, Going out with my husband on vacation And I don't even know what hotel we're staying in I don't even know the room number And I was like, situational awareness Like, do you not (laughs) Like, why are you bragging about Not knowing what hotel God forbid you get kidnapped Like, are you (laughs) Like (laughs) <laughs> guys, it drives... Okay, I want to give you guys... This is actually a personal example. And I really hope that she never listens to this podcast. This is actually a friend of mine who I hope never listens to this. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but we <laughs> we were traveling together. Oh, my goodness. This is so recent. Please, like, I hope she doesn't listen to this. But we were traveling together. She's married to a man. And um, so we're getting in an Uber And our luggage, so we're checking out of the hotel, the, you know, the luggage is on the curb, the Uber pulls up and she gets into the car and I'm sitting there looking at her like, are you not going to put your luggage into the car? And she was like, oh my God, like my husband always does it. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm so sorry. My husband always does it. And I'm like, does something happen? How do you turn your brain off? (laughs) Like... (laughs) How do you how do you turn your brain off like that, where you're just like, it's like, oh, soft life, soft life. No, babes, you just you're you're slow. You're a little bit slow. Like this is (laughs) this is not cute. It's not cute. The girls are getting slow. They have the no situational are, awareness. No situational awareness. Or, <laughs> they're in the head. <laughs> it's not cute. I'm like, why is this something? Why are we moving towards this? Like, have we not? There was a Humans of New York story. And I mean, we've heard these stories over and over again, where a woman, her, her husband owned the business. She knew nothing about it. He sadly passed away. And she then realized that they were actually living in incredible debt. Like buried in debt. That's
1: such a common story. Mm.
2: It's such Mm -hmm. a common story. Like, why are we okay with all the work we've done for women women's empowerment? Why are you okay? Not they're like, I don't even know how much the mortgage is, babes. Not only should you know how much the mortgage is, your name should be on the your name should be on the lease. Mm. As a matter of fact, your name should be the only name on the lease. If we (laughs) want to be for
0: real, (laughs) take his wallet.
2: So yes, I I'm over the soft oh, life. So I'm I, over I guess it. I didn't
1: realize like soft life is. Mm-hmm. I, it makes sense. I mean, I I hadn't thought of it like that. Of how anchored it is on like, uh, male savior, and that's why you're like, maybe it's because they're busy with. Uh, solo, Uh Not solo parenting within a partnership And so they don't even have bandwidth To think of where their luggage is <laughs> I just,
2: maybe, and people are like It's cause you're single, it's cause you don't have a man <laughs> It's cause you're single
0: Cause you're, you're like, single I'm pretty sure that's not it that's I want to be able it. to know which hotel I'm going to like. So Nelly lives like the softest of life So <laughs> Thank if, if the
1: only thing If your only buy-in is a husband Then I because they're trying
2: to leave you out. It's because they're trying the to leave you Luxurious everything. Mm. They've moved the goalposts for me, but it's like why this is they're, not moving, you. The they're moving the goalposts exactly, and that's what it is. They're moving the goalposts, and honestly, on a serious note, when you think about soft life, it's a life that was never intended for all women to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's a life mm. that m- it was mostly wealthy white women who've been able mm-hmm. to live this way, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now that there's this whole movement, they're pushing us. As- the closer you get to it, the the farther they push mm-hmm. this goalpost. So you're never actually mm-hmm. going to attain this soft life that you're mm-hmm. bragging about. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them,
1: okay, that's going to be the soundbite that we're going to put for like our. A- <laughs> <laughs> The hardest life we live on the opposite side of soft life is Caitlin and I navigating technology. (laughs) It's a hard life.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will like, I have no issue saying how dependent we are on George for Mm -hmm. navigating technology, but it's not soft. There's no delicacy in all of this. It's, it's more like soft. you all are you
1: idiots, will be
2: lectured and- <laughs> if you're
1: not working the level. You I love be.
2: that. I love that so much. I <laughs> oh, oh, love it. Yeah, oh, this was such. It was
1: it was so great catching up with you, Natalie. This was such oh, a fun conversation.
2: Thank you guys. I had so much fun. You like I love. I love what you guys are doing. I just love it. I
1: love it. You have to Thanks.
2: come
0: back. Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, since, since the podcast is called In Our Own Time, it yeah. means when it's working for you time wise, you'll let us know when you can come back. Yeah. Yes. I would love to talk again. I mean we we, we haven't yes. we need to go like a little bit deeper on like some of the romantical conversations. And I think we could go a little bit deeper on oh, your yes. work, too. Um, I think there's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love like talking to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, when, whenever... I, I, guys, there's like five people who whenever I was like, I would like to do a podcast. And two of them are on this call right now. Those are the people I was like, oh. if I ever started a podcast, we <laughs> should be with this person. But thank you. This was so great. Natalie's frozen. Thank yeah, like, you. <laughs>
2: Thank you and so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you Ava and Kaylin for having me. I'm I've, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed myself. Next time we get together, we'll unpack some of these topics deeper. I really yes. enjoyed myself. Thank you. This yes. is just the
1: introduction. Okay, well.
2: We needed the people to know you mm-hmm. first. Yay! Thank you. Cheers! Bye, guys. Good morning. Bye. 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 Have a good day. Bye. Don't forget to practice self care today in whatever <laughs> way that looks like. Live like Nelly today. That's, that's <laughs> my, my motto. <laughs> no. Turn on a candle,
1: open the window, and get to. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: yes. Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.